part of my actual my function is to go out and see the properties that you know of interest, whether they've even been purchased or not, to help guide these uh, future customers on. You're listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums. All the podcast episodes are there. Hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Right Club Nation, welcome to a special episode. I'm Sarah Larby, and today we are talking all about renovations, and David Ould from Blackjack Contracting is going to teach us a lot of great things today. We talk about how to book a contractor, plan your project accordingly, how to price things out, when to get permits, and all of that good stuff in between. So if you're flipping, if you're doing the birth strategy, if you are just simply doing some renos even on your primary home, there's a lot of great insights, lots of great tips from David, who has been investing in real estate himself and doing some acquisitions for over 14 years between BC and Ontario. And today he is the project consultant at Black Jack Contracting. And, you know, David is uh, is a great wealth of knowledge when it comes to renovations and so much more. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And don't forget to check us out for free at therightclub.com. And we've got a lot of great content, videos, additional podcasts, forums, all of that good stuff. So thanks very much for tuning in and see you soon. Our first presenter tonight is David Ould. And actually, David and I originally started talking on Instagram, I want to say. I don't know if it was six months ago, nine months ago. And uh, currently now, he is working as the project consultant for Blackjack Contracting. And he's got 14 years of combined real estate investing and acquisition experience from BC, spanning all the way to Ontario. And he's touched a lot of the different aspects of real estate, buying, selling, investing, landlording, all of those uh, and of course, renovation and property conversion. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be introducing David. Uh, there are going to be some slides, there's going to be some questions, and we are really going to focus on the key to successful renovation and how to best prepare. Because I'll tell you, you know, whether you're doing a flip, a burr, uh, or any of that stuff, it is very, very important to understand the reno process, how to do the right renos at the right time for the right properties and everything that comes with that. Welcome, David. Oh, thanks, Sarah. It's uh, it's really an honor to be here and uh, get to present with you. And and yeah, as you said, we've known each other for it seems like such a long time, but it's probably not as long as you know, you know what, what normally would uh, would take in 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 terms of the integration of uh, combined interests and and our uh, passion for real estate. So it's it's really great to be with like minded people, and uh, it's an honor to be here. So thank you. Amazing. All right. So, you know what, I want to get right into it. And I know that um, 
everything has been affected in terms of materials and costs, like with things going up and down throughout the pandemic. Um, before we really dig deeper, can you just give us a, like a little bit of an overview of where we are right now uh, in terms of like pricing, contractor timelines, like what you're seeing in the industry, material availability and all that good stuff in, uh, in September of 2021? Well, it's definitely been a point of contention, no question about it. Uh, I think unlike any you know normal year, pre-COVID, if you will, um, everything's been literally the opposite of what we thought it would be. So in terms of uh, supply and demand, uh, inflation, um, uh, everything from lumber prices skyrocketing to uh, materials not being available and supply chain issues, uh, really, if, if it was March of last year, you wouldn't have been able to predict that. So uh, there's been a lot of impact there. But at the same time, the biggest surprise is, and as we all know, is the, the, the boom, uh, which has been real estate. And especially for the investor-driven real estate market, uh, it, we haven't slowed down one bit. And uh, as I was saying to a colleague of mine today, uh, I, I don't have time to go get leads because they continue to come to my desk and I... <laughs> I can't keep up with them. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's quite a boon. So uh, there's, there's pros and there's cons, but uh, we continue to push forward. So I, I am finding that it's hard to book contractors and they've just seemed like they're very, very busy. So it's just important that you, you know, if you're buying something, I would just say, you know, ahead of time before closing line, all of that stuff up. What are you seeing with like wood pricing? Have you checked it lately? And what that's been doing? It's kind of like, it's like Bitcoin. I keep watching Bitcoin. I keep watching lumber, you know, the two go hand in hand. But fortunately, lumber prices have uh, definitively deflated uh, and, and normalized, if you will. Uh, they're basically almost at half of what, you know, the peak was. So we're starting to see a bit of a normalization there. And, and I think uh, from different articles you read here and there, it's uh, the, the lumber companies are starting to come to the realization that maybe they got a little bit greedy uh, and uh, the reality is they had to come back down because there was no more, you know, can't always use COVID as an excuse sort of thing. Uh, considering I have a friend who works in British Columbia in the lumber mill, and he said, we're stockpiled to, to the, you know, we have no room for all the lumber we're, we're producing. So it wasn't that there was a shortage, that's for sure. But we're definitely at a, at a better place than we were just even three months ago. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, we want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, as Elevation Realty, are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. 
a little bit about myself. If you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca. That is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca. And let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. You know, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because it, it was one of the things that we were thinking as we were building our development stuff that should we pre-buy materials and lock the prices in. And, and thankfully we actually didn't because it ended up coming down, but that was a question mark, right? Like even just six months ago, like, do you potentially pre-buy uh, at a certain price? So then if, if things go up, you're, you're kind of saved from that. And if things go down, I mean, unfortunately that's a downside too. Um, but you know, that's, that's definitely, that was the real thing. I think today uh, things are becoming a little bit more affordable. Um, but you know, here's the big question, especially with the, after the election, there is an inflation problem, so we got to just always look out for that. Um, next question, though, for you, David. Um, obviously, an investor needs to prepare um, and, and work with a, a contractor once they hire the contractor. Um, are you able to, you know, obviously, because this is what you do, this is your, your, your bread and butter, um, how does somebody prepare you know, in this market or another market, just like their funds and like understanding like how they're going to work with the contractor, or the timelines, are you able to share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question. It's, it's a, we get that often, especially when um, there's, uh, you know, first time investors not understanding the process. Um, uh, one, you know, there's a general um, lack of information out there in terms of what things should cost. Um, how to pay for these these uh, these said tasks, such as renovating a, a property? Uh, what we like to do is, you know, we see ourselves personally at Blackjack Contracting as a, a more of educators and and um, a partnership, if you will, to help guide everybody at their different levels. So, depending if you've bought ten houses and, and, and renovated ten houses, or it's your first one, it's going to be a different journey. So, um, the financial part definitely is obviously paramount is understanding what it costs to renovate, uh, whether you're doing a burr or you're doing a flip or you're doing a, you know, a duplex conversion on a single family home. Um, there can be a lot of misinformation. And I think that's one thing that we've found. And I know I found particularly um, it's kind of my day, daily battle is, is trying to have the discussion around money at the outset so that we can, determine expectations. What are you hoping to do with this property? What are your plans? Um, what is your vision? So let's, let's help match that vision and that goal with what the budget allows. Um, but it also goes a bit farther than that. And it parlays into, okay, if this is your said budget, you know, tell me why that's your said budget. You know, where are those funds coming from? You know, and then obviously exercising our ability at Blackjack as we're all investors ourselves Understanding our partners who are also private investors, uh, private lenders, uh, where the private money is, uh, the, the general lenders, the B or A lenders who are easier to work with, um, and even educating around things like, uh, you know, mortgage plus improvements, these type of uh, uh, products that are available in the market. And it surprises me uh, that a lot of people are not familiar with these, these options. So 
once we get into that, it helps us really, really realign. And our goal isn't to just try to be the lowest bidding contractor, it's to align what their, their purpose is and, and um, understand what that, what that means to them. And that comes down to the, you know, the term value. So um, we're not price driven in ourselves, you know, ourselves. Um, and we try to take our customers' mind off just the price-driven um, direction. So that's kind of my our approach, I should say. Yeah, no, I mean that's cool. So, like for somebody, like not necessarily for for you guys, but just in general, like how should somebody, you know, work with a contractor in terms of payment schedule? Like, what do you recommend that you know, whether it's you or, or somebody else? Because obviously, yeah. you know, there's people across Canada here. Um, you know, yeah. what is, cause you hear those horror stories about people paying contractors and then all of a sudden they're, they're out and they're, they're MIA, you know, what are some of the things that we should do? Is it assigning a contract? Is it ensuring that there's a certain payment schedule? Can you walk us through that kind of stuff? Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, there's actually, um, uh, uh I know there's a history, uh, of, of the contracting business, kind of a, a, a negative connotation with that, with, um, you know, construction uh, companies kind of bailing on people and leaving them hanging or held hostage. And I know from personal experience, I've been in that situation and it's not, it's not nice. It's, it's, it's a terrible feeling, but uh, what we, what we see as uh, really the proper way to do things is lay that out in terms of whatever the cost of the job is uh, into um, segments of progress. So obviously, you know, what's, in our, you know, within our company anyway, I can't speak for other contract companies, but what's reasonable and expected is, you know, a 10% deposit upon the, the total sum of the, the project. And then going farther, you go 10% at every phase until you get into the um, specialty phases. So such as electrical and plumbing. And then we begin to exercise 20%, 20% up until completion. And then we hold back another 10% until the satisfaction of the customer has been met uh, and any deficiencies have been rectified. And then at that time, then there's a full payment. And that way there's skin in the game for both parties. Uh, no one's being held hostage. The work is getting done. Um, and it, it just makes both sides feel more comfortable. And that's the key. And, and at least from our perspective is, you know, we want to make, maintain that our clients, despite their experience or years of experience uh, or, or net worth, they need to be comfortable at all times. Yeah, absolutely. Don't pay your contractor too much ahead of time. Make sure that you vet them. Exactly. Um, and I, I will say just to, to go back, I mean, you know, you guys, I'm sure there's other ones out there, um, but Blackjack in, in general, you work with investors. So when you were mentioning specifically that you find out what their rentals are, like what their budgets are and why, um, just to, to add to that, I think it's also like if you're renovating to sell or you're renovating to buy, it might be a bit of a different, you know, different type of renovation. You guys don't really work with homeowners. But the after repair value is going to be critical. So if you're like in Welland, you're going to renovate so different than you might if you're doing maybe a midterm in Burlington, as an example. What do you, what do you think of that? Excellent point. Excellent point. And, and, and to that point, you know, that's, that's, that's a sign of a good contractor. So the contractor that asks those questions, you, are you burring? Are you buying and holding? Uh, where are you buying? Where is the said property? What kind of property is it? These are key, key elements. And, you know, part of my, actual, my function is to go out and, and see the properties that, uh, you know, of interest, whether they've even been in, uh, purchased or not, to help guide, guide these uh, future customers on, you know, good uh, sound buying decisions, but absolutely. So if it's, if it's something like in Burlington, obviously uh, the, the price per square foot, if you will, uh, is going to be far different than it would be in Welland. Um, 
uh, despite the the rent roll rates that you can get, it's quite surprising even in a city like Welland now. But um, it, again, it's every scenario is a little bit different, and the and the key to feeling that uh, you know that warm and fuzzy feeling and knowing that you're in a safe place is when those questions are continually asked from that contractor to the client. Because if they're not being asked, it's 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 kind of leaving things kind of open for interpretation, and to me, that's a red flag. Today's podcast is brought to you by Legal Second Suites. Ken Beckendam is an amazing real estate investor. He understands the process of the conversion inside and out. And he has built one of the largest by volume design build firms in the GTA that specializes in legal multifamily conversions, anywhere from two to 15 units. And he's been involved in either the designer or the contractor in well over 250 conversion projects, which resulted in over 600 legal dwelling units. That is a lot of legal dwelling units. And Ken and his team at Legal Second Suites, they cover everywhere from Halton, Niagara, Haldeman, Norfolk, Brant, Hamilton, London, Tri-Cities, Barrie, York, and anything in between. He's one of the few firms that can complete the entire process for you from design to construction to property management. So it's truly a one-stop shop. So reach out to Ken at LegalSecondSuites.com. Again, it is LegalSecondSuites.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. And, you know, one of the things too, there's, there's mistakes made all the time, right. From a, a Renault standpoint, like, are you able to share maybe some of the most common mistakes that you see investors make out there when they're renovating and maybe just some th- things that they could do to try to avoid those mistakes? Yeah. So uh, common mistakes are one, I mean, it, it kind of goes around understanding what they can afford um, uh, two, not having your, you know, as we say, our ducks in the row, right? Um, you know, do you have, uh, you know, funding in place? Do you, is your accountant aware of what you're doing? Do you have a lawyer ready to go? Um, is your real estate agent aware of the type of purchase that you're trying to do? And are they educated in the investment market? So are they showing you the right properties? Um, are they guiding you on, on information that's accurate, such as what the cost of renovating a, a home will be? Uh, is that property in the right zoning? Uh, that's a big one that we've come across uh, uh, numerous times now where uh, you know, someone has purchased a property and perhaps they were misled or misguided, if you will, that uh, you know, they couldn't do what they were expected to do uh, in that particular area or that town. So um, then they have to get variances and so forth. So it's not going to be such a smooth ride. Um, uh, I think you know, a few other missteps is you know, trying to do a renovation with a permit. That's a big one. Uh, we, we hang our hats on permits all day long because there are safety net, there are client safety net. It gives you your blueprint. And, and that's really what the term blueprint is, right? It comes from, it's, you know, what you're going to, to end up uh, at, you know, when everything's all said and done. And I think a lot of people for try to forego that or, um, and again, guilty as charged. When I first started in my endeavors in, in Vancouver, I used to try to find somebody could do it for a case of beer or, cash on the side or things of that nature. And, you know, it, it always came back to really cost me more in the long run, whether it was emotionally, financially, or, or otherwise. Uh, this is something that we, you know, we really try to, again, educate our clients. But if you're new and you're searching for a contractor, um, you know, we endorse people to get three quotes, talk to three different parties, see if the message aligns. Um, that can't be understated because this is a lot of money. You're taking a risk and, you know, you want to mitigate that risk as much as possible. So with that in mind, 
align yourself and, and prepare yourself for the plan that you know uh, emphasizes mitigation. So um, that's that's our stance, and that's my stance personally. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you said a couple of things that were interesting there and in, in just in terms of zoning and can that property actually be converted as an example, right? Could you take a, a single family property and turn it into two, three, four units or, or whatnot? It is definitely important to have a BCIN designer on your team. I mean, I think they're, I mean, they're under four grand. They put the drawings together, they submit it to the city, they communicate back and forth with the city and your contractors. To me, that's like the stuff I hate doing. I love delegating it for the price. It is well, well worth it. And they're like speaking that language uh, and likely are going to be able to do it much faster uh, than you would yourself. So that's, that's, you know, one of the things I took from what, from what you said there. Um, and, and you talked about permits, right? And so if we're doing conversions, of course we need permits. There might be some things that you don't need permits for. Like what are some of the things that you could do without requiring permits? And what are some things that we need to do with an absolute uh, must that we can't skip the permits? Oh, that's, that's actually a, a great question. So of course, uh, some of the obvious ones that require permits are, are you know, such things as, you know, if you're uh, uh, rezoning your property or repurposing your property, obviously the safe bet is to get a permit to do so. That's going to expose a lot of things such as your zoning, um, you know, what the city allows in terms of square footage or bedrooms or fire separation, these type of things. Uh, a permit will help facilitate that. Um, if you're opening a wall, so obviously low bearing uh, walls, big no, no, you, you want to make sure you have a permit there. Um, uh, anything electrical, obviously, if you're uh, redesigning your electrical system, not plugs or switches, things of that nature, changing light bulbs or fixtures. But if you're changing your, your panel from a 100 amp panel to a 200 amp panel, you're going to need to get a permit. You're going to want your ESA on that. Uh, to ensure that uh, everything's done correctly and to code, right? So it's really important because the cost of not doing that is far greater than the cost of getting your permit in the process to get that. So um, I think that's that's really a key messaging there. Um, plumbing, you know, in some instances you're going to need if you're if you're rerouting plumbing, um, anything that's uh, being dug underground under foundation, that's a, a permit job. But if you're changing out a toilet or a sink or something to that effect. That's a non-permitted job. You won't need a permit for that type of thing. Now, encompassing it in a whole scope of work, you're going to have your permit regardless. Um, I think the big one I'd like to really touch on is uh, having a permit is kind of your it's, your, it's your ticket. You know, it ensures that everything's going to be done uh, to code. Uh, it protects you. And moreover, as we talked about the financial aspect of things, it, it adds value to your property. So when appraiser comes in after you've done your um, uh, said renovation and you're going to have your home reappraised to see what your lift is, you know, they're going to look, okay, was this work all done uh, to code? Do you have your permits? So forth. And when you have that, um, pardon me, um, this really is very impactful in terms of your, your investment strategy. So uh, permit is worth its weight in gold. Um, and if you're ever in doubt, ask a contractor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 mtgtean 
and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say too, because you mentioned electrical, like electrical is ESA. It's actually a difference. It's not like you're going through the city. So I always like, regardless of what I do, like if I like, you know, I shouldn't say this because I'm recording it, but sometimes like I get my father-in-law to like do some plumbing and stuff like that. Right. Um, But from an ESA standpoint, like electrical, they don't even necessarily go through the city. It is the easiest thing to do. Always do ESA for electrical. Um, and if you're doing That's conversions, great. always do That's a permits, uh, don't cut corners. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, especially from a, a refi perspective, a tenant landlord perspective, you definitely want somebody in legal units as much as possible. Well, and Sarah, I'd, I'd like to add just one thing too. If, if for example, uh, um, a set application or process was supposed to be permitted and it wasn't, and the job is stopped and halted, now you will you're going to face months of delays. So when you think about getting to your end goal, your end game where you're trying to get renters in, for example, on a buy and hold, uh, now you're delayed and that's rent money lost. And also you have to then reissue your, your paperwork for permits and drawings and so on and so forth. So you're talking four to six weeks for each process. So, you know, it, the, the smart move is, again, if you're in doubt, ask your contractor, uh, but moreover, likely get a permit and it'll save you a lot of time and hassle and money. Absolutely. One question as well, when you're hiring the contractor or you're hiring your trades, is it important or would you say it's something that you, that you would always recommend or maybe not to ask if they have insurance, what kind of insurance? Is there a check that you would want to make sure that they actually have the proper designation or insurance? Like what, you know, what are we needing to be aware of for that piece? So in terms of the contractor, Sarah, sorry? Contractors and trades. Trades, absolutely. You know what? Uh, we are, we ourselves carry, I think it's five million dollars of of liability insurance. Uh, uh, all our trades are uh, um, uh, they're all legal trades. They're they're insured themselves individually. Uh, very important. But also for the homeowner, is the person who owns the property also has to have uh, insurance on their property, and that insurance has to have a rider that explains that the home is in in. Um, in a, res- in a re- renovation phase, if you will. Uh, so that's really important, actually, because if something does go wrong, we know how it goes. You know, if you don't have the right insurance, uh, they find every reason to walk away from you and, and leave you stranded. So uh, another very wise investment. Amazing. David, that was really insightful. Thank you so much. Where can the Red Club community reach out if they wanted to find Well, oh, I think we're losing a little bit, Sarah. Oh, sorry about that. Where can people reach out to you if they wanted to uh, ask you questions? There we go. We've got Blackjack Contracting at blackjackcontracting.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dave. It was excellent. I really liked your uh, your insights and, uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for the honor. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.